So remember uh, a couple weeks ago, I think it was, that uh, there was a debate in the national zeitgeist about hospitalizations being so full that doctors and hospitals might have to make choices as to where they're going to treat patients who were vaccinated or treat patients who weren't vaccinated. And you remember a lot of people weighed in with their angry judgments, everybody from journalists to people like Jimmy Kimmel, who made the joke about, well, I don't know, there's two people come to the hospital and they're both dying from, uh, you know, uh, a heart attack or something like that. And one's vaccinated and one's, one isn't. And just tell the one who isn't, uh, rest in peace, Wheezy. I think that was the way he basically said it. Something along those lines. Here it is. Yeah, listen. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. That choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're- yeah, well, Jimmy Kimmel notwithstanding, and thank goodness Jimmy Kimmel isn't in charge of the nation's medical system. <laughs> this is a, uh, an issue that real-life doctors take up and think about. And our next guest, Robert Klitzman, a professor of psychiatry, director of master's of bioethics program in one of my alma maters, Columbia University, uh, wrote an interesting piece for for, uh, CNN.com about why doctors can't prioritize their care based on vaccines or no vaccines. And he's on the program with us right now. Dr. Klitzman, thanks for coming on with us. Sure. My pleasure to be here. So uh, tell everybody kind of the point of the piece that you that you wrote. And, and you're the author of a book, Designing Babies, How Technology is Changing the Ways We Create Children. You obviously spend time thinking in a bioethics program about the ethical decisions and considerations that go into who do you treat, who don't you treat. What's the problem with trying to make decisions on medical care based on if someone's vaccinated or not? The problem is that we treat lots of patients who have done things uh, to their bodies that weren't the healthiest, but we still treat them. So if someone has an alcohol problem and they have a bad liver or other disease, we don't say, I'm sorry, you drank. That's your problem. We're not going to treat you. Or Hmm. if someone ate a lot and they're obese and they come and they have diabetes, we don't say, gee, it's your fault that you ate too much. We're just not going to treat you. Uh, And the reason is the Hippocratic Oath says that we should treat patients as best we can, that we don't make judgments uh, about them. Uh, And if we do start making judgments, it gets quite difficult. We're we're not judges. Uh, Also, uh, a problem is that people may not get vaccinated for a number of reasons. I I personally think everyone should get vaccinated. We should encourage everyone we know to get vaccinated unless they have a medical problem. But Some people are members of minority groups who have been very badly treated in the past and are very wary and mistrustful. And if we start saying now we're not going to even give you care, they'll be even less likely to get vaccinated. So I think we need to be very careful. Doctors don't know why uh, people didn't get vaccinated. Some may say, well, it was a religious reason. And and who are we to question that, perhaps? So really, we have a responsibility to, to treat everyone as best we can. You quoted a colleague in the piece you wrote as saying, my ICU is full again with COVID-19 patients who refuse to get vaccinated. It's stressing me out. Why should we have to care for patients who didn't want to get the shots? This is even more than making a decision between who gets the final bed in ICU. This is why do I have to care for these people at all with COVID-19 
if they didn't want to get their shots. Are we seeing that more and more in hospitals these days? And if so, what is the policy that is and the answer that's coming from on high in these organizations? Well, we, well, unfortunately, we are seeing this more and more. And the problem is, you know, doctors and nurses are really stressed out. They've been fighting this for 18 months in the beginning of the pandemic. They saw ICUs with patients, none of whom survived, or very few survived. Uh, it's been very, very stressful for them. They're putting their lives at risk, the lives of their children and families at risk when they go home if they're exposed. So I think we also need to understand their stress. I mean, they, they, I feel for them. They, they, these are my colleagues and friends. They're angry. Uh, and, of course, when someone's angry, it's tempting to take it out on the person, say, you make me angry, you know, screw you, I'm just not going to treat you. Well, we need to be above that. Uh, and I think that uh, uh, another problem is that in a lot of states, doctors who are getting stressed out, there's a third of doctors have symptoms of depression at the moment. Uh, but if they say when they apply for a state license, uh, most states, a lot of states ask, you know, have you had, ever had a psychiatric mental health problem? If they say yes it can hurt their chances of getting their license renewed. So states need to cut doctors a bit of slack and help them get treatment or get counseling if they need it, et cetera. So I think we need to deal with the fact that doctors are angry, but the answer is not to say uh, just don't treat these patients. Right. In some European countries, particularly I'm thinking of the Nordic countries, um, it's not uncommon for your status in life, let's say your 75 years old and uh, you've got a certain form of cancer that is generally considered uh, fatal and uh, there's an 18 year old who's also got cancer they don't hesitate to basically say well you know we're going to take care of the 18 year old over you because you've lived more years and you know it's a better investment almost in the human race to save the 18 year old than the 75 year old and and in socialized medicine you know sometimes they make these kinds of calls are we seeing some of that with people saying well we should treat vaccinated people i think you wrote about this in your piece because they have a better chance of surviving because they're vaccinated so if they've got issues with covid-19 it's still not going to be as bad as the person who didn't have any vaccine is taking it on full bore. Are we seeing that dilemma being wrestled with? Yeah, well, two things of what you're saying, they're very important and astute. So the first is that uh, we are seeing the case where we're having to allocate scarce resources. This is, we call it triaging, where, you know, a hospital may only have 10 ICU beds and they have 20 people who may benefit. So we have principles that we follow in allocating scarce resources, which is we, we don't give it the, to the people, this is, may sound very crude, the people are going to die anyway, we don't, if, if it's scarce, we, we may not give it to them. The people who recover anyway, we don't give it to them. We try to figure out who would otherwise die or suffer, uh, who would benefit most. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll have enough ICU beds, etc. Uh, that being said, um, uh, the problem, there's a misunderstanding with COVID vaccines and how effective they are. So they're extraordinarily effective. They're amazing uh, uh, vaccines, and they prevent you from getting very sick with COVID. That being said, once you are very sick, there's no evidence that it helps you. In other words, once you're in the hospital and you're in an ICU, COVID patients, people don't do well. Whether you're vaccinated or not, uh, at that point, you don't do well. But we know that people who end up in ICUs are 11 times more likely to not have been vaccinated. So getting a vaccine is very important because it 
prevents you from getting really, really sick. Once you're really, really sick at that point, unfortunately, there's often not much we can do. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to hear all the uh, all the dilemmas that people go through uh, on this. But I'm I'm heartened to hear someone responsible say, you know, we're not in the business of judging people uh, on their past habits when they come in for medical care. Mm -hmm. And you point out very astutely, we don't do that to alcoholics. We don't do that to drug addicts. We don't do that to homeless people. We don't do that to obesity. There's no reason to do it because of vaccinations on COVID-19. And I'm glad to hear exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Doctors. So I mean, I think we need doctors need to maintain their humanity and not just get angry at patients and it's, or not to act on the frustration and anger they may face. Well said. Robert Klitzman, a professor of psychiatry and director and master of bioethics program at Columbia University, has been our guest. Dr. Klitzman, thanks for coming on with us. Thank you so much, Mitch.